Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from another world who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. But in the American way, but to join Superman, here is an important message. Hey, gang, here's an exciting story about some flyers who were marooned on an iceberg way up in the frosty reaches of the Arctic Circle. Their plane had been forced down, and they were... Gee, fellas, this time we're really in a tough spot. We've only got about enough food for three days. There's somebody flying this way for another week. Hey, Spark, did you get that radio fixed yet? Did you get that radio fixed yet? I'm still trying it, sir. But the matter is weak. Well, keep on trying. Maybe we can rig something up. We can rig something up. For five long icy days and nights, those flyers kept a constant watch for the silver gleam in the sky that might mean rescue. Finally, when the men were almost resigned to a frozen death... Hey, Lieutenant! I hear something! It's a plane! I know it's a plane! Down in the air! Down in the air! Gee, I guess Harry's got Arctic fever all right. Poor guy. I don't hear anything. Why... It is a plane, all right. He's dipping his wings. He's seen it. She was safe, fellas. We're safe. Yes, after five days on an iceberg, those flyers were finally rescued and returned to their base. Now, it wasn't just luck that they came through such an experience as well as they did. No, sir. Because those flyers were in top-notch physical condition, they weathered those hardships successfully. And that brings it successfully. And that brings me to an important bit of information I have for all you fellas and girls. Have for all you fellas and girls. None of you can expect to grow up really husky and strong unless you eat right, which includes getting all your vitamins. So I want to tip you off to a mighty swell way to start getting two very important vitamins, B1 and D. It's by starting the day with a bowl full of crisp, crunchy Kellogg's Pep for breakfast. Ask your mother to get you a package of grand-tasting Kellogg's Pep tomorrow. And remember the name, Pep. P-E-P. Pep is made by Kellogg's in Battle Creek, Michigan. And now, the adventures of Superman. As you remember, Superman, in the guise of Clark Kent, has become involved in a new mystery having to do with Dr. Leander Cameron's invention of a mechanical man that can see, walk, talk, and even think for itself. We know, though our friends do not, that a new villain has entered upon the scene, a tall, strange-looking man known as the Vulture. In our last episode, we heard Dr. Cameron demonstrate a model of the mechanical man for Clark Kent. When the demonstration was over, Dr. Cameron was shocked to realize that... But wait... Let's listen in as he tells the story to editor Perry White in the latter's office at the Daily Planet. 
And I suddenly realized, Perry, that the man I thought was Clark Kent was another person altogether. Oh, impossible. A modern Jekyll and Hyde? <laughs> Ridiculous. Nicodemus was there. He saw the thing happen. Yeah, that's gospel, Mr. White. Oh, this is simply unbelievable. Leander, couldn't you do anything to stop him from taking the model of the mechanical man away with him? No, Perry. You see, it all happened so quickly. We were just stunned. This man who called himself the vulture held us at bay with a pearl-handled revolver. Yeah. And then he picked up the model and control box and walked out. We came here directly. Perry, this is a horrible situation to be in. That model is the only one of its kind, and I couldn't possibly reproduce it. There are in it certain delicate parts that could only be procured in Germany before the war. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Leander. If these delicate parts can only be procured in Germany, how do you expect to make the life-size mechanical man? It would have been a simple matter to copy the parts from the model, but without the model, I'm helpless. You see? Yes, 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 of course, of course. Hello, Chief. Oh, heard what happened and came as quickly as I could. How are you, Dr. Cameron? Nicodemus? Hiya. I'm wondering if you really are Clark Kent. We don't want to be fooled again. What? No, don't start changing your face or I'll jump right out of my skin. Oh, oh, yes, yes. From what I hear, a man who looked exactly like me and spoke exactly as I do came to watch your demonstration of the mechanical man. That's right. And after we demonstrated the mechanical man model, he held us up at the point of a gun and walked off with it. Oh, I'll be... Which reminds me, Kent, you never did show up. No, I had a mysterious phone call telling me to come to a certain address on the other end of town. Whoever it was promised me a big scoop. And when I got there, I found there was no such place. Hey, I'm beginning to see what this is all about. That voice on the phone must have been the vultures. He wanted to get you out of the way long enough to pull this little trick of his, huh? Yes, that's obvious now. Harry, yeah. it's a very frightening thing to contemplate. That model of the mechanical man being in the hands of a vicious, unscrupulous, and dangerous criminal who will sell it to the highest bidder. Yes. I do not need to remind you that the mechanical man can do anything from flying a plane to driving a tank. The Axis powers will give untold millions to get their hands on it. And I'm afraid they will, if the vulture has anything to do well, with it. Well, there's only one thing we can do, and that's to get in touch with the police at once. Uh, get me Inspector Henderson at police headquarters at once. Dr. Cameron, tell me more about this vulture. What did he look like? Well, he's tall and angular and very sinister looking. Uh -huh. And when I really got a good look at him, his face reminded me of a bird. A vulture. By heavens, it made my stomach turn over. White thing. Oh, hello, Inspector Henderson. Say, Inspector, I'd rather not discuss this matter over the phone. I think I'd better come down and see you right away. Will you wait for me? Good. Be right there. Well, we'd all better go down to police headquarters and get some action on this at once. Kent, where are you going? Aren't you coming with us? Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, sure, Chief. I'm going to get my hat and coat. I'll be right with you. Get my hat and coat nothing. This calls for faster work than Clark Kent can accomplish. Into this vacant room here. Now, off with my street clothes. There we are. And now to do a job as Superman. Up with this window. And now to Dr. Cameron's laboratory. Up! Up! And away! Here's the door to Dr. Cameron's lab. Oh, locked. Well, no help for it. I'll have to break in. That does it. Now to have a good look around. The vulture dropped even the slightest clue. I've just got to find it. And so the stalwart figure in red and blue begins the search. Up and down the room with incredible swiftness he moves, searching minutely every single inch of the floor, the walls, the workbenches, everything. And at last, in a corner of the room, Superman's eye falls on a small object. Hello, what's this? A button, torn from an overcoat. wonder if this could be of any help. There's the maker's name on the back of the button, tiny gold print. Letterers Limited. The name of the shop where the overcoat was bought. Pretty ritzy shop. Well, that narrows the search down somewhat. Now to get the letterers for information on all customers who bought overcoats there in the last year. Out through that smashed door. 
Now, up, up, and away! As Superman heads toward the expensive clothing shop of Letterers Limited, the vulture himself is busy. He, too, has lost no time. And in his lavish penthouse apartment, a scene is taking place which may have a far-reaching effect on the American war effort. Listen. Mr. Kamura. Oh? You are the vulture? Yes. Sit down. These gentlemen with your eye ticket are trustworthy. Both gentlemen are honorable and trusted Japanese agents. Good. If you can offer me the price I want for the model of the mechanical man, you will pay cash on the line. That understood? It is understood. I have got check for $500,000. A check won't do. You may be honorable and trustworthy, but I want cash. You have no objection to selling this modern wonder to the Japanese government? I object to nothing that will bring me money. I have no feeling of patriotism. We have not even seen this mechanical man you speak of. It is here on this table. Come, I'll show it to you. Now, I'll just remove this cloth from it. There. You appreciate it, I see. A man made of metal and only a foot high? This is the murder. Yes. Ah, perform it for me. Certainly. Well, the mechanism is warming up. Let me remind you that this is no ordinary robot. This mechanical man can see, talk, walk, and actually think for himself. Amazing. I do not understand how. Nor do I. But no more complicated, perhaps, to a scientific mind than our own telephone dialing system. It is simple to the telephone company, most complicated to me. With this mechanical man, Japan will have no trouble winning the war. <laughs> what I would not give to see a legion of such mechanical men marching against American Marines in the South Pacific. <laughs> I don't care how you use it. All I ask is that you pay my price. Oh, now I see the eyes have lit up. Oh, how they look. As if the little man were alive. One might say that he is. But now, gentlemen, you shall see the most amazing thing of all. You shall see this model of the mechanical man in operation. Little tin man, I command you to walk. You see? He is walking across the table. Stop him! He reaches the edge of the table, see, Paula? No, he won't fall off. See, a stopped of his own accord. It thinks, it thinks for itself. It is miraculous, miraculous. Miraculous, perhaps. Science, after all, is a miracle in itself. This model of the mechanical man is nothing more than a scientific achievement of the highest caliber. All right, little tin man. Walk to a safe spot, then stop. Oh, very interesting. What else will I do? Uh, anything it is commanded to do. However, gentlemen, it is finished performing until I see the color of your money. Yes, let us discuss that. Uh, this check I have here is... We will not discuss that check, Kimura. My price is $500,000 in cash. And no tricks, gentlemen. I see you reaching for what is probably a revolver, Kimura. Let me warn you, that door you came through to enter this room is made of steel. The door and the windows of this room are electrically wired on a high-tension circuit. Well, do you no good to kill me and try to make off with the model, since you cannot leave this sealed room without my say-so? It's uh, no honor among thieves, I think, goes. You wrong me. 
Komura has no intention of doing harm. Komura merely wishes to secure mechanical man. Your price of $500,000 in cash. So? That's right. It is a great deal of money, but I believe I can secure this money within the hour. You will wait? You will not sell model to another bidder? No. That I promise you. Then Komura return within the hour. It is now five o'clock. I will be here again at six or before, at which time the mechanical man will become the property of the imperial Japanese government. If Kamura can secure the cash and take possession of Dr. Cameron's mechanical man model within the hour, it'll mean much trouble for the United Nations fighting forces. In just a moment, we'll return to the adventures of Superman. But right now, here is another important message for you. Say, gang, I'll bet you're as interested in good things to eat as I am, aren't you? So let me tell you about a neat discovery I made at breakfast time the other day. Instead of using plain white sugar on my bowl of Kellogg's Pep, I tried sprinkling it with brown sugar. And man alive, what a difference that made. There's something about the combination of those crisp golden sweetened of those crisp golden sweet as a nut flakes with the tempting flavor of moist brown sugar, all topped off with plenty of good whole milk, that makes a really A1 breakfast treat. And what's more, gang, pep is mighty good for you, as well as doggone good eating. So if you somehow missed out on this grand breakfast cereal, my advice to you is don't put it off any longer. Ask your off any longer. Ask your mother right now to put down Kellogg's pep on her shopping list for tomorrow. And remember now... Pep, pep, get in step. Make your cereal Kellogg's pep. And now back to Superman. While the vulture is making a deal with a representative of the Japanese government, Superman is desperately trying to locate the man who masqueraded as Clark Kent. With only an hour in which to locate the vulture, will Superman be in time to prevent the model of the mechanical man from getting into the hands of the Japanese? Well, don't miss tomorrow's thrilling episode. And be with us every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, for the exciting adventures of Superman. That's the speeding bullet. Follow the adventures of Superman every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station. Superman is directed by George Lothar and is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. This is Mutual.